Welcome. You're about to listen to a message from LifePoint, a warm, friendly, and vibrant community for the young at heart. Hello, everyone. Hi. How are you guys doing this morning? That, that, that greeting was less than enthusiastic. How are you guys doing this morning? Ah, okay, I won't ask you again. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Hi, Pastor Joy. Thank you for joining us today. We're really excited to have you in service Thank this morning. Thank you for having me. And uh, we're going to start off with, uh, well, so I figure we start off a little, sh- you know, light, and then we'll sort of go into the deeper stuff. Okay. So just a little light dragging um, for the men in the room. Um, so again, just for a recap, we've been talking about issues of the heart, things that people deal with, internal heart issues, um, how to know that you're even, you're even dealing with a heart issue how to go about dealing with it, um, and what God expects from us as people of God, how we sort of heal from these issues. Um, and one of the big things we talked about was offense. So I'm going to just uh, frame these questions and all the other questions from that perspective. Um, so again, to remind everyone, we asked, we sent out a survey, and we asked people to please send in their questions if they had any, and people were really gracious in sending. So if you have any questions in the room, um, just find an usher around you. Uh, they will give you a piece of paper and a pen. We can write it down and they will bring it up to the front of the room. And if you, if you would like to ask in person as well, we can find a way to get a microphone across to you. To our online audience, we love you guys. We're excited that you're here with us. Please put your questions in the chat section um, and somebody will have them brought up to the front of the room. Okay, so all the housekeeping is done. So I said I'm going to start off with a little light dragging um, of the men in the room. So this person asks a question and says... Um, I'm here to drag the guys in church a little bit. How do we deal with church guys who are narcissistic and just keep getting all up in your space? So they're not talking about me, but they're talking about a few other people. Um, Definitely not talking about you. Narcissistic men. Hmm. Holy narcissistic men. Okay. Holy narcissistic men. Sister of the Lord, I'm here for you. Holy narcissistic African men. Mm, 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 mm. Mm. You said we're dragging them. No, we're dragging them. We're we're, we're here for you guys. (laughs) You know, um, there's a big issue with culture that all of us as Africans have to deal with. Mm. In Africa, traditionally, um, children should be seen and not heard. And so... You have people who've grown up, men and women, as children, and then all of a sudden, this young man who couldn't be seen and not, you know, who could only be seen and not heard, suddenly realizes, hang on a minute, I'm the don, I'm the chief, I'm in charge. Now I can oppress where I have previously been oppressed. Nobody can take that away from me. It takes a lot for that not to get into your head. It takes a lot for a man to humble himself and choose, make the choice to walk in line with God's prescription for him. So sometimes as women, I think we over expect. Sorry guys. As women, you expect that this guy who is very traditional, raised in this kind of environment where Imagine, let's paint this story. Or let's even use my story. So my husband has six sisters. 
Before we got married, we've been married, uh, it'll be 25 years in June. Before we got... <laughs> Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you. Before um, we got married, my husband had never cooked anything. Like, Aspire. never. Aspire. Zero. Aspire, yes. Success rate, Z. Zero. Wow. So even when, you know, he got a job, single guy and all, eh, he always got somebody to come and stay and come and sort out wow. that aspect. And then he gets married to my humble self. Mm. And so my husband's from the north, I'm from the south. And I'm not just south, I'm kind of not too African-ish. And so we get married and literally, straight from honeymoon, come back to the house, and I'm in the kitchen and my husband chooses to sit in the living room watching something. And I proceed to come forward and say, excuse me, if you don't come and sit with me in the kitchen, I'm not cooking. And That's he looks at me. Straight from honeymoon. Straight. Wow. There's no need to. Mike Murdoch says, do not complain about what you permit. Mm. So when you permit narcissism, eh, that's what you get. So I said, if you don't come in the kitchen with me, I'm not cooking. And he's like, hmm, hmm. I, what did I say? I said, come and gist with me. And then he sits down to gist. I'm like, okay, just cut these carrots. This is how to use the peeler. And he looks at me, you want to turn me to a woman? I said, no. So you cannot help me again. Mm. Is that how it's going to be? Oh, no, 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 of course he can help me. You know, it's still fresh. Mm. Of course he can help. <laughs> <laughs> of course he can help me. And so he helped me. To the point, I, I don't like washing clothes. It's just something I've never liked. And so before we got married, that was one of the things I said. We had to save money. We saved and saved and saved and saved 34,000 naira to buy wow. our washing machine. <laughs> and we repaid, we, in fact, we even borrowed money from my mom to complete the 34,000 naira. And we were just starting. And we paid her back over two months. We couldn't even pay at once. Wow. But that's how important it was to me. And we talked about it and we agreed. So, and then, so he would, I would separate the clothes, he would wash, he would do things. I discussed what I wanted. And so sometimes as women, we permit narcissistic behavior, knowing that we don't like it, but we don't talk about it. Hmm. Because there's no guy who truly loves you, who wants to walk all over you. That is the truth. But remember that this person has been raised in a culture of oppression. And now he's told you have a pedestal you can stand on and you are allowed to oppress everybody. It takes a lot of energy and effort and brain reset by the Holy Ghost and the Word. Hmm. Not hmm. to walk on that platform, but to say, you know what, I'm equal to this person. I'm not superior to this woman. We're equals and I can walk with her. So now my husband has no problem. In fact, if I choose to be naughty self, which happens on occasion, I confess. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to cook today. I'm like, hey, okay, so what do you want to do? I want to eat out, but today is not Sunday. Eh, okay, buy me something when you're coming back. And he's like, this is my wife, I've spoiled you. I'm like, yes, I'm spoiled, <laughs> it's okay. And I do the same for him. So, summary of this. Women, do not complain about what you permit. Mm. If somebody is narcissistic around you, walk away. That thing we do, you know he will change. You know he's going to get better. Mm. We do it a lot as women. We see the person aspirationally. Mm. 
I think is a blessing, honestly. I think it's insight. But I also think we have to come down to earth. It's not about aspiration. Who's this person today? Can this person, are you, can you collaborate? Can you talk? And guys, come on, you are co-heirs with Christ. They didn't say you are junior inheritor, or we. Mm. You're co-heirs, so treat your women as co-heirs. So can I just paint very vivid? So imagine me, Brabayo, Brother Bayo, coming to you and sort of getting all up in your space. What, what does a conversation with me as a you know, junior inheritor, how, do you, how would you bring that conversation or what would you say? So bra bio, we used to say bra when we were growing up. <laughs> Not brother or bra. So bra bio comes all up in my space. And, ah, sister, how are you? In fact, ah, there are too many stories. Wait, before I answer your bra bio story, let me tell you about one man called Romanos. Called who? Wait, I'm not making it up. It's a real story. Romanos is his name. This was in Nigeria. Youth service, I was serving, when did I serve? 1995, yeah, okay. So youth service, 95. Full gospel, sister in the Lord. I was in Coppers Fellowship, you know, doing all these things. And we would go, I was in the choir, we would go to, you know, sing in full gospel sometimes. So this man of God said, ah, ah, fine sister, she's the one. Ambra Romanos proceeds to walk to me and tell me, that you know, he's, he, you know, he's a solid member of the society, that you know, he believes you know, God has told him I'm his wife. He had the voice of the Lord, what's wrong with you guys? Uh, <laughs> no, that wasn't my issue. You know what I said? I said, God, you will do this to me? You will make me marry somebody called Romanos? <laughs> How am I supposed to deal with this? Well, you just call him wrong. Please. Romanos. It's Romanos. <laughs> And this Igbo guy, okay, he was slightly shorter than me, which wasn't a problem really, but that name, Kai. Mm, mm, mm. I just said, Lord, I, honestly, I said, God, you would do this to me, me, Joy. I should marry somebody called Roman. It's like, how? And I really felt, because I was young in faith, and he was very, you know, strong and very convincing that he said, God told him now. Who, when did I start hearing God? Okay, I'd been born again for a while, but I was still intimidated. So I went home and I prayed and I really felt I was afraid. That's the truth. And I was, I was like, how do I deal with this person? Herein lies the power of relationships in church. Who do you talk to? Who is your mentor? Who is your pastor? Who is your leader? Who can you speak with when Brother Romanos comes to tell you that you are the one and there's no one else? And you are shaking and sweaty. So I went to Brother Teller and I said, Brother Teller, look at what this man said. He did what he said, if you marry him, I'll not talk to you again. A very unspiritual response, but that was all I needed. I just needed the courage to say no because I didn't have it at the time. And so this guy comes over to my house while I was serving and he brings, I think it was suya in the bag or something like that. Or, you know, in the north, I served in Adama. It was some food or something. So he drives up to the house, and I didn't even let him in. I come outside, and I stand by the car, and he says, ah, okay, so Sister Joy, how are you? I said, I've prayed, and God did not tell me I should marry you. Straight. There's no need to beat about the bush. Before or after collecting this year? No, I, that was my mistake. <laughs> I didn't collect. No, I blocked him outside. 
<laughs> I went outside and I just, because I was, you know, you are gathering your courage and mm. everything. So I just went out and I just dropped it. I don't think the Lord, if you see his face, he was so angry. Like, what do I mean? And I said, the Lord did not tell me to marry you. That's all I said. I said it again. Just said, eh. and he drove off, and I could see him fling the bag of whatever. That's how I knew that there was something I was supposed to get. You did not collect. That I missed. <laughs> missed opportunity. But anyway, I had Brother Teller to help me. Who do you have in your time of weakness? Mm. Who's your, now you might say accountability partner, somebody. You might not have the courage to handle intense, overbearing pastors. Okay, this person wasn't a pastor in my fellowship, but was a leader in the full gospel fellowship at the time. So this was a leader. Mm. And I was intimidated. That's the honest truth. Yes, I had the Holy Spirit. Yes, I prayed. But I, I, I was so scared I wasn't receiving anything. So the fact that I had someone to speak with who just shook me up and said, if you talk to him again, and I said, ah, oh, thank you, Lord. No Romanos in my life. Amen. Praise God. That Amen. name. Bro, mm -mm. Romanos, wherever it you are. It wasn't going to so work for me. I apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Okay, so we're going to transition from this into something that's a little tougher to deal with. So you were talking about overbearing sort of overburdening leaders, pastors. And there is a really deep question that we received that I want to talk about. So this person says, I'll start by saying this, I don't trust pastors, like off the bat. My brand of offense is the all-pervasive type. So allow me to expand briefly. I grew up in the most hyper-controlling church system. My parents' lives and livelihoods are almost entirely dependent on the church that they are serving in. For the people in this system, service has turned into servitude. People's finances, their ability to travel, their ability to spend time with family and friends, their choice of schools, and even their choice of marital partners are heavily controlled by these so-called pastors. People have lost years of their lives and lived in loveless, sad marriages, all because of this, thus saith the Lord, of an alleged man of God. Now, another man of God has come to ask me to forgive them. I think this person is referencing Pastor Shiro, so sorry. Um, but he says, why would I ever forgive the, these people? And how do I even explain to people that God is a just judge when he allows people to endure these types of bad leaders who fleece their people? And it's a tough question. I should have confirmed from Pastor Busola before agreeing to accept. <laughs> What kind of jam questions are you There's asking? no wrong answer. Oh, well, <laughs> mm, there might be. It's interesting, actually, that you asked me to come here today because um, I can testify to that behavior. I don't want it to seem as if I'm just talking about myself, but I keep remembering my stories, and if you don't mind, I'll share another one. I'm trying to code it, but well, it is what it is. In university, my pastor at the time was very, was wonderful. We would worship, like we would have worship vigils six hours overnight, no chairs. Mm. And we would stand and pray in the spirit and worship and just fall in love with God. And he taught us how to fall in love with God. So he was like an idol to all of us. To our utter amazement, he had multiple girlfriends. 
to the point that I personally know two of them who had aborted multiple times for him. And this is the man who taught us to love God so much. It was hard to believe that it's not possible. But he knows God. But the Holy Spirit is more like, how is this possible? And there were many other things that happened. Eventually, the more we sat with God for ourselves, we began to realize that something is wrong here. This one plus one is looking like 11 instead of two. So this mathematics is not quite working. Lesson number one, you must know God for yourself. Can you say that again one the more time? The Bibles say it one more time for the people yes, in, the for those in the back. You must know God for yourself. Anyone that becomes an idol to you, God will depose. God does not approve or appreciate idolatry in any form. By the way, you know that the Bible says the, the um, not the hand of man, the hand of man will fail? Yes, the strength, strength. Somebody give me that scripture while I'm not saying it properly. The arm of the arm flesh, of flesh will, will fail you. Yeah. you. Meaning if I trust you, human being, you will fail me because you're a human being and you're growing. Anyway, it was a very messy situation, so bad that some of us had to leave that church. And we went off with the, the junior, the pastor of the campus fellowship. I can't even begin to explain the abuse that that man went through for speaking up against the evil in church. The abuse, though a few of us suffered for speaking up against evil in the church. Let's not even talk about it. But we chose to stand up for righteousness and to say, no, this is wrong. Yes, we understand that you should not um, speak against the Lord's anointed, but you stand for righteousness. So hmm. Nobody should use anointing and cover your eyes. No. What does the Bible say about a certain situation? So now back to this issue. The children who grow up in this dynamics are deeply hurt yeah. because we've seen parents take school fees and drop as offering mm. and children don't go to school. Yes, ma'am. Multiple times. How do you expect that child to feel? I don't want to see God. I don't want to see church. I don't want to see. Don't talk of that and hear. Mm. That's evil. See no evil, hear no evil. But from my experience, in university, the Holy Spirit taught me this. Forgiveness is a choice, love is a choice, but when there is, can you imagine? <laughs> you know me now, I like trouble sometimes. So I said some things that maybe, no, no, no. They read my diary, where I'd written that the church administrator had witchcraft spirit, and this one, this one, and this I'm one, so this sorry, one. Wait, yes, wait. I wrote it in my diary, and I said we should send it to the prayer ministry, we need to bind that woman, we need to do it. And I stupidly left my diary where some people saw it. So they suspended me from church, yes, that I was speaking against the church leadership mm. for two weeks. Only two weeks? Uh -uh. For recommending binding and... Yes, because I said the church administration had speech of witchcraft, which she did, by the way, but let's not go there. <laughs> anyway, 
You know, sometimes you need wisdom, right? Mm. Uh-huh. So my friends were telling me, you two that wrote it, why did you leave your diary there? You should have kept it in your room. Oh my God. Church has shown us. Shiggy premium. Shiggy premium. But we have learned to depend on the Holy Spirit. Mm. That is why me and the Holy Spirit are like, I love God immensely because he has shown me that he is more than enough. You don't need your pastor to validate you. You mm. do not. Because the day he's not loses, you will not be able to stand for who you are. Mm. If your pastor asks you out as a woman, are you supposed to say no? How? How do you say no? <laughs> he's tall, dark, and handsome. He prays in the spirit, oh. He, d- he doesn't even need to finish the sentence before you have said yes. Mm. Ah. <laughs> you know it's a man that said why. You don't understand. Just wait first. Because you are single, you are praying. This is the kind, he's an eligible bachelor. So he asks you out. Of course you say yes. Mm. You don't know that he has six other people out. Mm. That's what happened. There was a friend of mine, a medical student. I'll not say her name. This woman came to meet me and said, Joy, we need to pray. And we prayed and cried. And I said, (laughs) I didn't say the whole thing. I said, X, why are you talking to this man? And you know, she just said, Joy, I don't think this is the kind of person I want to introduce to my my mother. I said, then what is this conversation we are having? Walk away. She could not... What, tell her pastor, I'm not doing again. Wow. Yes. So she was trapped. Back to the children in this story. It is very hard to separate God from religion that we practice. You know, in Africa, let's be honest with ourselves, a lot of us practice African, trad- um, no, there's a word for it, syncretism, I think that's the word. It's African traditional religion mixed with Christianity. Yes, ma'am. That's what it is. So we, we come to church, we pray, but you know how the Babalawo has certain spaces you don't enter, yes. and there are certain things you don't do. That is the, that's what we, that, that is what we give to our pastors and our leaders. So you can't question them, you can't talk, and then you are being oppressed, and then you are sitting down there collecting it. Please borrow yourself some brain. Amen. Get up and ask questions. Get up and speak up. Speaking to the hurt, though, forgiveness is a choice. You have to deliberately forgive your parents. Every, all of us here. Me, my humble self. You know, I keep saying humble self. <laughs> Inclusive. I remember, again, it was in youth service. I fasted for three days. No food, no water. I said, God, anything that will make me like my mother, kill it. Mm. Because there were some behaviors I saw that cannot be repeated in my life. Don't deceive yourself and think, you know, this is how we are in our family. Is it okay to be like that? It's not. And I said, God, anything that will make me like this man, kill it, Lord. I must continue the genealogy of Jesus. Cut it, remove. You know, they say beneath people are very hot-tempered. And I saw that the temperature of my anger can go from zero to 200 in seconds. So I needed God to, re- to do something because that was a recipe <laughs> for an accident in my marital future. So 
praying that and praying it repeatedly over time. God gave me the grace to forgive my parents. Every parent offends their child. Every single one. Because you know what? From, I want to eat this now. That no. The first time your parents tell you no, your heart's broken like, hey, I thought I was the, you know. And it just builds. And sometimes it's for a good cause, sometimes it's not. The Bible says the wrath of man, the anger of man does not work the righteousness of God. Is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Do we know where that scripture is? I think I wrote it somewhere. The, yes, angry words. That is James 1. Right? James 1, 19 and 20. Let me read. It says, my dearest brothers and sisters. I'm reading from the Passion Translation. My dearest brothers and sisters, take this to heart. Be quick to listen, but slow to speak. And be slow to become angry. For human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote God's righteous purpose. Human anger is never a legitimate tool to promote to promote God's righteous purpose. Proverbs 15.1 says, A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. How many of you have your parents spoken harsh words to? Yes. So the anger is real. Someone say yes to me. Uh, <laughs> the anger is real. We have to continue to drop the offense that comes. The Bible says, What to him through whom offense comes, right? Yeah. So vengeance is God's issue. We don't understand the motives. We don't see why. But some of our parents are raising us the way they were raised. Mm. And so they, only, they, only, they don't understand positive discipline. They don't understand good behavior. I mean, I'll tell a funny story. So once one of my children had misbehaved in school so badly. Ah! My temperature was 210. <laughs> I was so mad I could not say a word because I knew that the things I would say would cause such offense that God would be angry with me. So I had to manage myself till we got to the house. And I said, you, come, sit down, meeting. Number one, your teacher said you did this. Yes. No, number two, yes. Number three, do you know, by the time, the teacher had only said one to four, right? But I just suspected that child. I said, this one, mm -mm. I said, I want to hear what you have to say. Because the teacher said many things. Mm. This child confessed to number 11. <laughs> hey. <laughs> How was I supposed to feel, please? I was, you know, I was working in the school. So the shame, the embarrassment, mm. I was mad. I began to pray in the spirit internally because I knew that the wrath of man will not work the righteousness of God in this mm. matter. Because my hand would just do like this. You said what? Your teacher will call you, you'll pretend you didn't hear. Hear? In whose house? <laughs> I was so shocked. Anyway, long story short, we discussed, discussed, discussed. And I remember the Holy Spirit, because I was, I was praying, Lord, how do I reset without venting? I didn't know what to do. And the Holy Spirit reminded me that there were two birthday parties coming. And this person, you know children now, you have planned it, your classmates have invited you. I said, God, you are too much. You are grounded for one month. Oh, thank you, mommy. You are so kind. You are so good. <laughs> thank you. Me too, I was like, mm, I'm good. Don't go out. And this is one, the, the one of my children that likes to go outside. Don't go out. You, cannot, you can't even close this gate. You are in this house this whole weekend. This person that plays football broke leg and still went to play football with cast. Mm -hmm. 
second week of the grounding, this person came to see me. Hey, mommy, there's a, I said, excuse me? That's when my English, excuse me. We had a meeting, we had a conversation, right? Okay, okay. Third week, second party. Ah, mommy, please, <laughs> begged, begged, went to bribe daddy, begged, begged, they both came. I said, I'm sorry. And I gave my husband the look like, if you try yourself, <laughs> this matter, hey, hey, this quarrel will enter. The bedroom. Yes. As in, your check will bounce forever. <laughs> I looked at him like, don't even go there. He said, eh, well, you know, you have to listen to your mother. Eh, eh, this one, this one. And you know, and this child cried and cried and cried. I remember my mother was around then thinking, what kind of oimbo? You could see the look on her face, like, mm -hmm. grounded. Like, Sorry, where's the cane? The cane, the... nothing happened. There was no violence involved. Do you know, violence. by that third week, the other child said to me, Mommy, you know it's better for you to beat me <laughs> than do this. I said, exactly, because you would have, all of us would have forgotten that you were beaten three weeks ago. And my husband looked at me and said, Kat, your heart is cold. I said, ice cold. Mm. That 29th, we are here together. One full month. Do you know, my children rarely misbehave because they know that their mother is mad enough to receive divine instruction to establish a reset procedure that will enter. Mm. So when I say, What's going on here? No, mommy, calm down. Let's not be salty. I said, me salt. I was so shocked. I'm telling you. What am I just Mom, let's not be so salty. I said, salt. I will soon show you, baby. Salt? What do you mean salt? Who's being salty here? And then, so what I'm trying to say is, parents often feel because they gave birth to you, they control you. Mm, mm, mm. Understand that paradigm. And so you need to deal with them from a position of knowledge. This person that feels they own you, just subtly remind them. It, speak the language they understand. So you can't be feeling funky when your parents are traditional. Better be telling them, ma, no, mommy, please, you know, the Bible says this, so, so you have to understand how to deal with your parents. Understand, though, that you must deliberately forgive because that offense, that, those wounds mm, go deep. run deep. And your children, your colleagues now receive the brunt. Absolutely. You know, the oppressed very soon becomes the oppressor. The, oppressor. the abused very easily begins to replicate abusive behaviors without even knowing why. Was still in marriage. My husband, no, this is not a story. I'll give you a story, another one. But in this case, let's say I grew up with a dad who raises his voice a lot, right? So always shouting, always sitting. Then my husband makes the mistake to raise his voice at me. All the anger. Let's say I got married at 27. 27 years of anger. I will so give you, who are you talking to? Don't you ever. Hey, cha -cha -cha -cha. The man will be wondering, I, I just said I was hungry in a loud voice. How has it reached, don't you ever in your life speak to me like that ever again? Yeah? Because there's a lot of baggage. Mm. I'm wounded. And you went and pressed the place. You know, picture this analogy. When you hurt yourself, you know sometimes there's a black scab? Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And if it's a deep wound, if you go to the doctor, they need to remove that scab so that it heals inside and your flesh fills up. Yeah. If it is not healed inside, even though it looks like you're healed, if I touch it, it's going to hurt. Yeah. And they will tell you, ah, there's a pus inside. You have to open it and remove. Some of us, eh, if they do you avatar, you'll see one scab here. <laughs> One scab here, mm. one scab here, wounds. Being, <laughs> allowing God peel those things is very hard. But if you do not allow God, open them, you won't be healed. Confess your sins one to another. Where's that scripture? James Seems I like the book of James today. Who knows where it is? Ah, this is a Bible-believing church in Haba. James 5.16. Confess and acknowledge how you have offended one another. And then pray for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. It's okay for you to talk to somebody. Man, my parents terrorists I've been hurt but I choose to forgive them back to the story I said about my husband you know I like to throw him under the bus it's good he's not even here self in, in um, September 11th 20 what's it called 2022 or so 21 when the twin towers were born 2001 thank you 2001 so there was this um, um, I had a colleague, an Indian colleague, young boy, he was like 19 or 18 or so, that, you know, wanted to come over to watch the news because there was no CNN at work. And I said, okay, come, watch, we'll go back because we had a PTA meeting. And we came home and I kind of fell asleep on the couch. Now, strangely enough, my husband chooses to come home on that day. And he walks in, he has key, opens the door, sees me asleep on the couch, sees this guy, and he now... <laughs> I was like, hey, welcome. What are you doing here? Oh, I, I forgot my passport. He came to pick up his passport or something. Then he goes to the room and he calls me Joy. And I'm like, ah, no sweetheart. No monamo. No, uh, what is happening? Joy, okay. So I come to the room and it's like, why is the bed scattered? You know, I was asleep mm. when he came. So the penny did not, not drop. drop. Mm. I was like, I haven't made it from the morning. We rushed out to work. We just came to watch news and I was tired. We're going back for PTA meeting. Say, hey, okay, 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 okay. Half asleep. Comes back in the evening, then says, um, we need to talk. <laughs> I was not trying to think, oh, God, what have you done again? I was thinking, what did I? It, I'm telling you, the penny did not drop. Then my husband begins to talk, eh, hey, you know, you're a leader in the church, women's fellowship, this one, this one, this one. Talk, talk, talk. I think, I was still looking confused. Mm. Then he says, you can't be seen as having a relationship with an unbeliever. From where? <laughs> you know that thing that happens in movies where there's silence and it's playing relationship with unbeliever. Relationship with unbeliever. I'm telling you, it happened to me. <laughs> I couldn't hear anything he was saying again. Was relationship with unbeliever. Relationship with unbeliever. Relationship. I was trying to. Then the penny dropped. Some guy scattered bed. Ah. That wound, eh? Mm. My soul. Do you know? 
When, when I knew he had stopped talking was when I couldn't hear the because I was just hearing the drawl. I couldn't hear words. And I looked at him, shock and confusion. He said, I said, do you have anything to say? I said, nothing. He said, okay. Okay, well, I said, it's on good night. Turn to lie down. Huh? I started physically, you know, I'm born hmm. again now. Anger, God has delivered me. I was physically Vibrating. shaking. <laughs> Holy Ghost. Me, Joy. I've been born again since I was 13. You. Me, relationship with unbeliever, my integrity, my... I, I felt, who do I report? How, who is going to settle this matter? I need to report him. No, my pastor is too gentle. I need to find the, you know, the person that will re- deal with, with the vim that is required. The prophet of God. Yo, wow. In that moment, I felt God, like, you know, sometimes God helps you. It was as if I saw God, like Jesus, looking down at you like, have you finished shuffling and puffing? So I said, Lord, I know what you want to. And I pointed my finger. Can you imagine? I said, Lord, I know what you want. You want me to forgive him. That's what you want. I said, I choose to forgive him in obedience to you. But I cannot deal with this pain. You have to take it away. Because I couldn't deal with it. I was so hurt. It felt like, you know, instead of tears coming out physically, they were dropping in my chest. I could feel it physically. That's how wounded I was. Sometimes your pastor, your husband, your family, there are some people that have wounded you so much. Even with the wound of betrayal. Somebody Mm. you trust, they say they love you, they love you, they love you. Tomorrow they go and organize for you. It's them that organize for their friends to come and rape you. Yes. Mm. But they loved you. And they wound you so much. I could not breathe. The lump in my throat, I'm telling you, for three days I could hardly speak to the man. That's how insulted I was. Now you wonder why I was so insulted by it. But insulted my integrity. And my dedication and commitment to God. After three days, my husband says, well... You know, God is wonderful. He knows how to convict other people. So all of you seeking vengeance, just leave God. He will do, pepper them and you'll be shocked. And he said, um, he doesn't know what he has done to me, but the Lord sees his heart. He was just expressing himself. Uh, no, that, that one, I won't explode. As in, you were there. What do you mean? You don't know what you have done? I said, Holy Ghost, explain to him what he has done. Because you see this thing, I can, it cannot happen again. I cannot deal with it, Lord. I can't. And after, you know, when healing comes, you don't, might not know the date. Mm. But when you invite, allow God to go there, to that place. Let him open that scab. And the tension dissipated. The lump left. I could speak to him and it just kept dissipating. I wasn't so wound up. A couple months later, a couple came to our house for counseling and I just stepped into the kitchen to get water or something for them. And he was saying to the couple, you know, words are like eggs. You know, once you break them, you can't get them back. That the Lord showed him, he said something to his wife and it was like he stabbed her in the chest and she was bleeding. I say, you understand me, Holy Spirit. Yes. That's what he did to me. He stabbed me in the chest and I was bleeding. Thank you, Lord. Mm-hmm. I'm okay now. Miracle, no retire, Jesus. At all. <laughs> you know, mm. I was looking to report him to the senior pastor of the senior pastor that will really 
the Holy Spirit explained it to him in mm. the exact way I was feeling it. When I was free, when I had released him. It reminds me of the story of Job. You know that in Job 42, God restored Job after he prayed for his friends. You know his friends had come to meet him. Bros, you have done something. God is not wicked. Uh -uh. Can you see yourself? And you're telling us you didn't do anything. You did something. And Job was standing in his self-righteousness. I have been faithful to God. I have paid my tithes. Mm. I have been a virgin. I have never stolen. I have never bribed. How can this bad thing happen to me? God, I don't deserve this. Never. Job sat in that self-righteous position. <laughs> if you read Job 41, God said, Miba, okay, when I created this... Where Sorry, can I stand up? Yes, please, please. When I created the seas and Where put the you? boundaries that the seas will not cross here, where were you, Job? You are asking me questions? When I said these sea creatures are here, these land creatures are here, where were you? You are asking me questions? And Job said, Sorry, sir, it was a slip of tongue. Mm. I didn't mean to ask you a question. I recognize that in my foolishness and in my pain, I have questioned your authority. But I stand and declare that you are God and there is no one like you. Yes, That's how I interpret Job 41. Yeah. And then God now went to Eliphaz and all the other friends and said, you people that think you were running your mouth and talking on my behalf, if you love your lives, you better go and offer a sacrifice and ask Job for forgiveness for the false accusations. When they went with their sacrifice, Job prayed for them and forgave them. And what did the Bible say? God restored him double. When you refuse to forgive, you are imprisoning yourself. Mm. It is a hard thing, but it is a choice. Right in the heat of that moment, Lord, I choose to forgive in obedience to you, but I cannot deal with the pain. So take it, Lord. Take it. I've learned that multiple times over. At work, one of my jobs, <laughs> the job I went to work outside Nigeria, where they almost killed me because I am a Christian. The people that should have been supporting me now became what do you call them? Sambalat and Tobiah that gathered mm. themselves against Nehemiah. Ah! But we were, no, no, no. Again, betrayal. And in that moment, again, the Holy Spirit reminded me, you choose to forgive. Do not seek vengeance. Mm. Do not seek vengeance. It is mine. I will repay at my own time in due course. Let me tell you a very funny one. One of the parents where I used to work in Nigeria at school was very nasty to me. I was the head teacher, very insulting. Up to the point her children could hardly speak to me, the principal, because she was really rude. No, because you know me, I would defend my staff. And I blocked her from screaming at the teacher and she went, reported me to the board, everybody. They must sack me, this is how today. Talk, 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 talk. And again, the Lord will say, what should I do? Forgive. Forgive. Let, like drop. The Bible says, offense will come, right? Yeah. What's your responsibility? Must, do you take the offense? Don't take it. Keep 
you know, tennis racket. As it's coming, you Djokovic it away. Amen. <laughs> or Rafael, Rafael Nadal Nadal. it away. And this woman hurt me deeply. I, was, I actually prayed about her. I said, God, I forgive this woman. Ah, this is, this pain, this disrespect was a bit much, but I forgive it. I will greet her, she will answer me. Yes, continuously. My husband calls me. Oh, Mrs. So-and-so, there's somebody from school that is here. Somebody said they know you. That she walked in, walked around, that immediately she saw your picture on the wall. She said, is this Mrs. Issa's house? And my husband said, oh, yes, know him. He's, he's my boss. She's my boss. This is her house. She said, as in our Mrs. Issa in this school. She said, he said, yes, she's my boss. He said it was as if somebody rubbed pepper on her fire. Mm. Just, she couldn't, she was rested. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. They said, ah, you haven't seen the second what? floor, third floor. You haven't gone around today. She said, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And she left. My husband told me the story I didn't understand. I still didn't know who it was. Monday morning, from there, morning, ma. <laughs> I promise you, I turned back <laughs> to look for who she was greeting. No, she had not been greeting me for months. I turned back. I said, morning, ma, how are you? Then not tell you, say, I got your house. It became pidgin English. I said, eh? <laughs> they told me, oh, I was, it didn't, we were there now, she said her name, I said, oh, was it you? She said, eh, ah, no wonder you know they sent, to send Amiga the house. I would have been walking like this, walking like this. This house stood, you know, like. <laughs> mm, it's okay. So, ah, now, wow, well. You and your husband, you are the same. Well, I just said, let me greet you. Okay, take care, bye-bye. Huh? Mm. I had to go and meet that teacher. I said, see what the Lord has done. <laughs> oh, see what the Lord has done. When God turned my captivity mm. around, vengeance is the Lord's. You may never be there for Mrs. So-and-so to see your fine house and feel that, okay, now she will respect you. You may never be there, but when you make the choice to say, I choose to forgive in obedience to God's expectations, mm. let Lord heal me, transform me, he will deliver you. <sighs> okay. Um, let's just, can we put our hands together and just appreciate Pastor God? I want to give you the, the freedom to just sort of speak over the hurt and the pain that people are dealing with. It's, I personally understand the challenge with leaving hurts at the feet of Jesus and asking him to, I'm still reeling from the pain of many things that have happened to me in my past. And, um, and so I, do, I just want you to speak a word over the people in the room who are dealing with this uh, for grace, for them to let God heal them. Can, can we sing a song very quick? I will make room for you. I will prepare for two so you don't feel that you can't leave here. Please, please, 
is our prayer this morning, Lord. We make room. We make room for you. We make room for you to heal our hearts. of the internal wounds that have been afflicted. Make the choice today. Once you make that choice, your healing will happen quickly. So that you will know that it's because of the choice you made today. That healing will happen quickly in the name of Jesus. Father, we yield to you. I would like us to rise and just pray. And you are yielding to God. You are yielding to God. You are letting go of the hurt, the pain, the animosity, the anger. Because you have been unjustly wronged. And you feel justified. You feel justified in your position. You have cut these people off as a response, it's an angry response. <laughs> and God is saying, make the choice to forgive. Make the choice to forgive. Make the choice to forgive. We invite you, Lord. We make room, we make room, we make room, we make room, we make room. You know, joy comes from inside, not from outside. And a lot of us, I see like a dam, uh, almost like a lid over a cylindrical container. If you have a bin and you put a lid over it, there's no air, there's no air, and whatever is inside is decaying. You need to remove that lid of offense, we drop the lid, take it off, take it off, and let the wellsprings of life burst forth again. There's anger against um, people whose salaries, someone has taken your salary, I don't know who you are, these things are just dropping my spirit, your salary has been denied of you and you have suffered greatly because of that. I want you to pray about your bosses today, your boss, and forgive them and release them to God. Don't hold them anymore to say God must judge them, no. Release them and receive provision from the Lord. Receive grace from the Lord. Everyone, we're praying for ourselves, we're praying for ourselves, we're praying for ourselves. Lord, we yield to you. Father, we surrender our hearts to you. Makosotumbra ne shekere de 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 de
we surrender. Come on, surrender to you. We surrender, we surrender, we yield ourselves. Ah, some people don't know how to surrender. <laughs> okay, you surrender two ways. Number one, you give your life to Christ and say, Lord, I surrender. So if you have not given your life to Christ, that's the number one thing you need to do. If there's anyone online, you have never said, Lord Jesus, I give you my heart. I give you my soul, I give it to you. You need to make that decision today. If you are in the room, raise your hand, let's pray together. If you're online, let's pray together. Father, I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my mind to you. I yield everything I am to you. I ask, Lord, that you come into my life and be my Lord. Be my God. Take charge of all that concerns me in the name of Jesus. I confess my weakness and my sin and I lay it down at your feet. Lord Jesus, take all of me. Take all of me. I surrender to you and I receive your love. I receive your grace in the name of Jesus Christ. If you've said that prayer, someone needs to give, him a, give them a card or something. And if you're online, someone will put a... The reason why we give you the card and we get your contact information is to help you build the assurance of salvation. That's the next prayer we're going to pray. Some of you, that's the second surrender. You have given your life to Christ, but you keep kind of oscillating. Today I'm all born again. Tomorrow I kind of compromise here and there. And the guilt, the feeling of guilt has kept you trapped. I want you to surrender that today and say no more will I be oscillating to and fro. I surrender to you, Lord. I give you my heart. I rededicate myself to you. Anyone in the room, anyone online, raise your hand and say, Lord, I rededicate myself to you. I surrender to you. You are born again. We understand that. But you are recommitting yourself to him. Father, we surrender to you. Online, we surrender to you. We receive the assurance of cleansing by the blood in the name of the Lord Jesus. We thank you, O oh God. Third way to surrender, Lord, this is the hurt. Have a conversation with him about the hurt and the pain. Have that conversation now and say, Lord, I yield. You know, there's this song I like, uh, minor key please. There's a song, it's, it's, it is a simple song, okay? When you say the word Adonai, you know what that means? Adonai means my Lord, my everything, my God. So as we surrender that hurt, that pain, drop it before your Lord, the judge of the whole world, the God of the universe.
for listening. We hope that the message has blessed your heart. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash lifepointng. For more information about us and all our other resources, please visit www.lifepointng.org.